Welcome to Working Matters. My name is Carl Edwards. Visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, I am sitting here with my good friend and producer, George Rosas. How are you this morning, George? You're doing great, Carl. Hey, today's the day we are winding up our series on clutter, friend or foe. What did we decide? Are we going to make a call? You know, we're not going to make a call. We're going to say that clutter can be either, and it really depends on you. I know I've done a lot of sort of introspection as we record these episodes. You know, I found some things that I think are working for me and some things that I need to change. And that is exactly what we're about here at Bold Enterprises, is it's you, it's the professional who has to decide for themselves what works for you and what doesn't, what gets in the way and what propels you forward. And it's learning to think about that and observe, you know, how you're going about things that give us the clues that will help us make adjustments. And today we're going to be talking about the desktop and clutter on the desktop. And that's very interesting because uh, we have we have two types of desktops that we deal with, right? We have yeah. we have the physical desktop, and then we have uh, also a computer desktop, which is a virtual desktop. I can't even see the beautiful picture I have as the wallpaper background for my computer desktop. There are so many things on top of it. Mine tends to be pretty clean, but I have to say, I don't believe that makes me any more productive. Ah. Oh, back to our issue, back to our issue. And I kind of am on both sides of the spectrum, and there's one sense that works for me. I like to have a lot of, a certain amount of the things I'm working on visible. Just, I just, it helps to see them. I don't know if they're reminders. I don't know if they're demons shouting at me for attention. And it's just, I, I like them out there. There is another sense, though, where I, um, it becomes a blur. And instead of, focusing on the one thing I'd like to do. Instead, I am hearing the, all the other things shout, you should be working on me. You know, Carl, I have a particular issue with things blinking at me. Whenever there's something blinking at me, I can't sleep at night. So if that email uh-huh. indicator has a badge that says I have a new email, I have to get to it. I have to find out what that is. Even though 99% of the time it's really nothing and I can ignore it. But hey, that's a clue. Maybe I need to hide things away while I'm working, right? Exactly. So when we talk about a desktop, we're talking about your workspace and what fills your line of vision. You're sitting at your computer. If you're sitting at a physical desk, what's in front of you? And how are you using that space? And if what fills your vision is helping you get things done and focus on what you need to focus on and then uh, move on to the next thing, we're not going to make an evaluation of over whether the neat office or the neat um, computer desktop is better or not than the messy one. But if it's getting in the way, if you can't find what you need, you can't focus on what you need to do, then it's an issue of clutter that um, is holding you back. Right. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about as I was getting ready for this episode was it would it be possible to walk through an office and just look at the desks as you walk through the aisle would it be possible to figure out who's the most productive person on that team based on what their desk looked like well no and the supervisors who are naturally neat are going around and judging the neat people more productive and the supervisors that are naturally more cluttered are going around and evaluating the people with cluttered desktops as more productive. So your point's a good one. So what are we going to do? What's going to work for us? What are we want to be able to find what we need? Do we want to be able to focus on things? 
I have a brief article that got some attention a few years ago, which I called tipping the desk. And I'm a naturally cluttered person. I don't know where the piles come from. There was nothing there last week, George, really. It was a naked desktop. I don't know where all those piles came from. I don't know where that any of it, but they're high now and they're everywhere. And so, you know, what I did once, really, I really did this and and it worked. And I've used the metaphor since. So I literally stood up and I tipped the desk forward so that everything slid off the opposite side onto the ground. Oh, what a cathartic moment. Well, when I brought the desk back down and sat down, all those papers were out of view. It was as if I was sitting on a, well, I was sitting at a perfectly clean desk. And so I got up, I walked around and I picked up the one thing that I wanted to work on, went back to my seat and I focused on it. And then when I was done with that, I walked around the desk and picked up the next thing. You know, that game worked for one day, and then I had to, I obviously couldn't leave that all on the floor. Could be a problem. But it was interesting into the two sides of my personality, the messy side that where the piles develop, and then this, and it works for me. And then when I need to sit down and focus, those piles actually work against me, and I can't focus anymore. You know, I have fun recommending to people to occasionally tip the desk, just get it all off, sit down, focus on one thing, get it done, go back. You know where everything is, and us messy people know where things are in our piles. Yeah, I do a bit of a version of that, although it might be fun to tip my desk over, but I might break a few things. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you have valuable actual items, not just paper on your desk. But one thing I, that I do that works for me is I... Actually, you know, I keep my desk relatively organized, but when I really need to get work done, I actually end up moving to the kitchen table and working there. I don't know why that works. I don't know what deep inside my mind goes off when I move to the kitchen table, but that's what works for me. There you go. And that's what we're looking for when we think about a messy desktop or clutter on the desktop is we're experiencing that we're not being very productive. We're experiencing that we can't find things, so we need some sort of adjustment. And that's where we start experimenting and trying some different things. Moving to a different space, if you have it, is a great one. Now, one thing people do, many people do, is they get organized on their uh, computer desktop with the different folder systems that they're, we're given. And we can come up with a broad category to describe what a lot of this content that's cluttering our desktop is and, you know, put three to 20 items in one folder and then the desktop gets neater. Now here's where we want to not just recommend a solution because it comes down to what sort of organization removes enough to help you get focused. It doesn't organize it so deeply and in such a complex manner that you now have organizational clutter and can't find things because you forget what folder name is in what folder name is in what folder name? You know, you forget your taxonomy rationale for how you broke things down. And in the name of getting organized and uncluttered, you actually created a bigger problem for yeah, yourself. It makes me think of the, the email systems that we use. For example, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm a pretty heavy user of Gmail. Well, Gmail says, just throw it in this pile and don't worry about it. Just you know, stick it in your archive and it'll be there and you can search for it. As opposed to maybe the, the email system I used at work, in which I had very nice organized folders based on projects or based on, uh-huh. um, you know, whatever. And they're just sort of two extremes. And I, I've having used both, they both have their pluses and minuses and neither one is perfect. Uh, 
But yeah, there are two different approaches to it, right? Some people like to hyper organize, and where some people just kind of throw it in the in the bin. And so, which one works better for you? Honestly, I think I prefer the the Gmail approach. Uh, what works for me is is remembering uh, who sent the email or who it was to. And uh, what, you know, one thing I like about Gmail is that the search will work for anybody. So it'll work for what's inside the message. It'll work for the sender. It'll work for the subject. Just type something in and it goes and finds it. I find that very convenient. So that, so that getting a reasonably long list of a common keyword is easier for you to see than just being able to do the work of that naming and foldering. I think so. Yeah. And I've had, you know, situations where I've over foldered myself or I bury something, you know, five, six folders deep and it's difficult to find. I think you just coined a word there, overfolded. Copyright. I'm going to write this down. Yeah. Have you overfolded yourself? This is one of the questions you need to ask. This is our, our public service announcement, our PSA if, for the day. Yes. If you are too cluttered on your desktop. But see, this is the point, is we want to be able to focus and get things done, and yet we're not able to. So what do we do? Well, just to slip all the way over to some hyper-organized, overfolded solution is going to create a different problem. So you don't want to start there. You want to start somewhere real simply. And maybe if the clutter on your desk is, let's say the paper clutter on your physical desk is too much, is come up with maybe two or three piles to put it in. And try living with just two or three piles of the vital stuff you got to get done right away and the work in progress, and then some, you know, just kind of the riffraff junk that you want to look at at some point before you throw it away. That might be one simple way to break it down and try that for a season and see if that, um, one, you can find what you need, and two, whether you can focus at your desk. If you still can't focus, if three piles still is cluttering your desk too much to actually sit down and work, then you have to get rid of it differently. But do you see how the thinking work? It's progressive. You're trying one thing and then making an adjustment, keeping what works for you and trying again, adjusting, trying something a little different on what's not working for you. So the goal is not what solution I need to end up at. The, what we're doing is we're just going to say, what experiment am I going to try next? And I think this is a great conversation to have with yourself because I think that most of the time we go with what we have, right? We continue the system that we've built. Maybe we don't even realize that we built the system, but you did, right? You, you have something. We that, love what we did. That's right. But it's very rare to, to sit back and look at the big picture and say, is this really working for me? So I think this is a great, in, in my case, this is great to really examine what I've been doing the past how many years that I've you know, had the same computer and how I've organized myself. And to not just keep going with the same system, but to really think, am I doing the best job that I can by continuing with what I've been using? Excellent. That's a super criteria because it puts us into a different uh, mode of going about work. And we're instead of saying, what's the best way to do this or what's the right way to deal with so much on my desktop or so many tools available to me, we are merely learning the field's emerging, it's changing all the time, to go all the way to final solution, this is how we're going to be organized here, is, um, is, is overkill in a context that's changing as rapidly as ours is. 
We need to be in a learning mode where we're shifting and trying and seeing what works and doesn't work over and over again. And good news and bad news here, what you come upon that works for you this week might not work in two years when a new tool's available. That's right. So we, what's better is to have the discernment tools to watch when you can't find things and when you, or when you find yourself unable to focus and be productive so that you can start asking questions and making adjustments. Well, George, this has been a good series. It Thank has you. been. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Clutter, friend or foe. Maybe it's the wrong question. It can be a friend and a foe. It's times when we need lots going on and we're in an environment, a cluttered environment of change and newness and emerging, but it doesn't have to overwhelm us and it doesn't have to stop us. Um, if we take things incrementally, if we stay attentive and, and ask questions about what's working for us and what's not. Well said. Well, visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com. I want to be in conversation with you about your desktop, about your workspace, about what's working for you and what doesn't work for you. You are the professional. It's your life. Um, you are the expert. And it's all learning is, is a matter of uh, Becoming and stepping into who you are and would love to come alongside you in that pursuit. This is Carl Edwards of Working Matters, and we will see you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.